Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, hi. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so Carter is sleeping right now. Yes. So, uh, he may wake up and you may hear baby screaming noises and that's okay. (laughs) We will turn it off and then calm him and then turn it back on. So, yes. Uh, also I know we are trying to publish an episode every two weeks and that is not happening and we're sorry, but it's very difficult with the baby. Mostly because, you know, he's now found his voice too and likes to, you know, yeah. so there's that he's a talker he's so cute Mm -hmm. so um we'll probably be publishing every three to four weeks uh for a while although that's uh we're still trying for every two weeks and it will get back there eventually yeah so sorry about it what happens yeah it's there's not really a schedule it's just we'll get it out when we can but we're gonna try for two weeks but might not happen yeah so So. sorry but we're trying (laughs) And there uh, will be new episodes if we go for a little bit without having one. It's not that we've quit. It's just that, yep. it's, yeah, it's a thing. Yep. So. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, so this episode, um, which is season 11, episode 8, called Just My Imagination. Rochelle, I fucking hate this episode. <laughs> now listen, I actually think this is an amazing episode. Yeah. It's funny. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful i mean like i love all the imagination everything but like it makes me cry pretty much from like 15 minutes in through the rest of it huh this is one of the episodes that i just like sob and sob and sob (sighs) which is ridiculous i don't i mean i don't know that there's anything that's like it's just the sad kids sam and then like the like you know being mean to your imaginary friend is just trying to take care of me. Yeah. All of yeah. it just was like, ah, I, yeah, it's just, that just really, yeah. So yeah. I was dreading this episode. I think, um, I think this is the last of the episodes that I dread in a crying way until, you know, the end of 15, season yeah. 15. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I even was just like trying to push this episode off, you know, like oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not in the right headspace. Yeah. Um, so I finally, I finally did it, and yeah, I, it took me three days, and I literally cried the whole time. So. <laughs> so, but afterwards, I thought, hey, that wasn't that big of a deal. You can probably read your notes without crying. So let's find out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the times that you have cried when you've been reading your notes, like I can't tell unless I look at you. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's only happened like twice. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, it hasn't happened very often, but, like, you know, I, I don't, I can never tell you're like, I'm crying, and I'm like, oh, look, you are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope, I hope it doesn't happen. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. All right. So, we start out in 
I don't know how to say the name of this city, town, Minamoni, Minamoni, Matrimony? <laughs> I don't know, I didn't write it down. <laughs> I'm going to spell it. It's M-E-N-O-M-O-N-I-E. Minamoni. Wisconsin. Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay, I am so sorry I, I said that wrong. I don't know, yeah. All right, uh, we're in a bed. Never room. heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> We're in a bedroom with a young girl, and she's setting up a tea party with some stuffed animals. Her name is Maddie. There's an empty chair at her tea party table, and she looks at it and asks, Here you go, one spoonful of sugar or two? Her parents are in the doorway watching her. Her mom, who we're going to call Miss Berman, walks over to her and says, Maddie, Daddy and I are going to go to dinner now, so whenever you're ready, you just let us know. Maddie says, Sparkle and me aren't done with tea, Mommy. Miss hmm. Berman says, well, when you're ready. Uh, I would be like, um, Sparkle can wait. I know. We've got dinner reservations. Get your booty in the car. I know. You know like, Just bring Sparkle. Go. Just bring Sparkle. Yeah. Also that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Maddie's dad says to Miss Berman, we have reservations. Miss Berman says, the rye manual says be patient. I don't actually know what that is. I don't know I either. I assume it's some parenting But it thing, seems but. like your kid's about to walk all over you, so <laughs> I guess it depends on the kid, you know, mm-hmm. like some kids probably do well with that. I would not have. I would have been like, okay, great. I'm going to do what I want to do and you can wait for me for later, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Maddie's dad says, so now we wait for her to have fake tea with her fake imaginary friend. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they walk away down the hallway, and Maddie says to her invisible friend, We can party forever while Mommy and Daddy eat Cheerios for dinner. <laughs> uh, and then she hands a teacup to Sparkle, who we can now see is a glittery unicorn dude with cool hair. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Huh. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Do you- Let me look up a picture of Machine Gun Kelly. I'm not knocking Machine Gun Kelly. I know a lot of people don't like him and his music or whatever, but I do think he's a cutie. Machine Gun Kelly, let's see. Oh, yep, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I don't actually know any of his music, but... I was going to say, I know the name, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what he looked like until just now, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sparkle... (laughs) <laughs> what? I'm going to start calling him Sparkle. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, he just <laughs> needs a unicorn horn. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh. He's got a pink hair in this. He, I, I, I think he's cute, honestly. Oh, funny. I think he doesn't cute. do it for me, but yeah, yeah he, I'm going to start calling him Sparkle. I mean, okay, especially this picture. Like, come on, Sparkle. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, all of that, I like yeah. it. I like it. I like a dude in pink. That's funny. Uh, okay, so it's like one of those old poof shirts from like the nineties mm-hmm. that like stretch out to whatever size you have, but they look like they fit a doll when you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. I heard those shirts are back for women anyway. Not that I ever yeah, I wore one of those because I got rolls and I like had those one, accentuate those. But that was in elementary school. Oh really? You know, yeah. So. Yeah, I saw some some fucking instagram reel or some something where someone was like shopping and saw it and was like holy shit is this is this back now <laughs> yes i got one yeah yeah <laughs> yep. okay so uh, okay so she hands the teacup to sparkle um and he says it's cool maddie go with your mom and dad i'll clean up 
So Maddie hugs him and says, I love you, Sparkle. Uh, we cut to a short time later. Sparkle is in Maddie's room by himself reading The Velveteen Rabbit. Uh, the bedroom door opens. And Sparkle says, hiya, Maddie. And someone approaches him. And we don't get to see who it is. But it's he, not Maddie. Yeah, Sparkle says, you're not mad. But whoever it is, stab Sparkle with a knife. Um, kind of over and over. Uh, short, I know. A short time later, Maddie and her mom come into the hallway outside the bedroom. Mrs. Berman says, don't forget to brush your teeth, sweetie. So Maddie opens the door to her bedroom and excitedly says, Sparkle! But then she starts screaming. <laughs> Sparkle is no longer. I, I thought we get our opening title sequence. <laughs> so we cut to Sam sleeping in his bed in the bunker. His alarm goes off on his phone. We see it's 6.30 a.m. He silences it and walks out of the dark bedroom, rubbing his eyes. Like, why would you wake yourself up at 6.30 if you didn't have to? You didn't have to, yeah. Well, I mean, I need, I, I don't really sleep in more than, like, an hour after my normal wake-up time, but that's because I need to caffeinate and have my medicine by a certain time or yeah. I will get that headache. Yeah. So maybe maybe Sam's just medicated. Or maybe he just <laughs> caffeinates by a certain time every day. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we see sitting in the dark shadows of his bedroom a human-shaped something watching him. Uh, Sam walks down the hallway and the person follows. He goes into the kitchen, turns on the light, and we see a button of, it looks like I wrote button, but that's his button, <laughs> of brightly colored food uh, set out. Sam doesn't notice it, though. He starts to make coffee and then notices all the cake and candy. Suddenly. After walking by it like know, eight times, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. Suddenly the person following him jumps out from behind him and yells, Surprise! <laughs> Sam is so surprised that he punches the dude <laughs> and then grabs him by the shirt and demands, who are you? Uh, this person uh, says, it's me, Sam. It's Sully. Sam says, what? It's me. Hi. <laughs> I totally put that on your asthma list. I, I did know that portion of that song from yeah. TikTok. Okay. But yeah. I, I think that's the thing. only song I put on that playlist that you might have. That that was a single on the radio. Well, no, I put Cruel Summer on there, too. That's a new yeah, one. I wouldn't. I don't yeah. listen to All the, radio, the other ones. So. Okay, so I think you know because we've talked about it, but Rochelle <laughs> does not like Taylor Swift. I, okay. It's not that I don't like Taylor Swift's music. <laughs> Her music is fine for me. I just, you know... I feel meh about her, you know, like. And that's okay. I would. I thought, she didn't do it for me, like, mm-hmm. it, it, which is fine. Like, I, I'll listen to her music. I like her music well enough, but as a person, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. It's Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know? I think but. I was really stuck in her like image from when she first started making like early 2000s. You mm-hmm. know, just like a teenager writing breakup songs, which is okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. But um, I think at the time that wasn't really my my thing. Yeah. And so then only being exposed to, like, her singles on the radio, just like, whatever, this is okay, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then I think when, um, I think when, oh, when quarantine happened, mm-hmm. she had come out, she came out, like, a month or two into that with a new album that was, like, very different for her. Yeah. Really kind of just, like, mellow, kind of sadder, kind of reflective songs, you know? Mm-hmm. 
not like your radio pop stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And I and it really defined, and I'm going to say this again, <laughs> the end of Supernatural for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can assign every song on that album to, yeah. like, a sad Destiel moment. <laughs> or, like, or like Sam yeah. Indeed, you know? So... So, and, and I think that's what did it for me, yeah. her newer stuff. And now I can go back to, like, her older stuff that wasn't on the radio and be like, this is dope. I love this. Yeah. But, like, her newer stuff, I'm just like, she she must watch Supernatural. She just said flannel. Like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all that stuff. I'm just oh, like, no. okay. She said Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Impala. <laughs> uh-huh. So, anyways, I made Rochelle a playlist because she texted me that, um, what happened? How did that happen? Oh, I needed an Angry Girl playlist. Oh, yeah. And you were like, I heard this song by Tay, and it was okay. And I was like, I think my edible kicked in, and I was like, I'm going to make you a playlist now. <laughs> and that was the only yeah, the only single I put on there. <laughs> so it's all new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, that was a tangent. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. We uh, have them. It's fine. Yes. Okay, so uh, Sam. Okay, so Sully. Now, Sully's like a grown-ass adult-looking dude. Yeah. I mean, like young. He kind of reminds me of Jonah Hill. Yeah, but not douchey. No, but just like the same kind of like goofy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's sort of, yeah. And he's got, what does he have? He's got like bright suspenders on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like, he's not like dressed ridiculously like Sparkle, but no, you know, still yeah. just a little bit more, uh, I don't know the word for it. Kind of like. Kind of just a, like. A, like a grown up in kids clothing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so, Sully says, you remember me, right? I made all your favorite snacks. We were friends. Like, best friends, you remember? Sam looks totally shocked and says, Sully. Sully says, yeah. Sam says, no, you're not real. <laughs> Sully says, well, how'd you punch me then? <laughs> I mean, fair question. I like Sully. I really do like Sully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just then, Dean kind of wanders in the kitchen in the bathroom and sees Sam in his, like, fighting stance, but he does not see Sully. Sam says He's to like, him, who are we punching? Yeah. <laughs> Sam says to himself, this can't be happening. <sighs> Dean says, dude, who are you talking to? Sam looks at Dean and says, him? But Dean just sees Sam. <sighs> Dean says, are you having a stroke? Do you smell toast? <laughs> like, why toast? <laughs> Are your brain cells burning? Is that why you smell toast? Like, Is that's that like supposed the, to be the thing? That's like the thing that everyone says. Like, do you smell burning or burning toast? I don't know that huh. you actually smell that when you have a stroke, but I think like some TV show or movie had that as a thing. Might, yeah. And now people kind of joke about it in that way. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I'll tell you how much I freak out every time I smell something burning now. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so Sully smiles at Sam and says, he can't see me unless I want him to. Dean, I know. Dean suddenly notices all the food around and says, what is all this crap? When did you start eating this stuff? Is that marshmallows on nachos? <laughs> Sam says, yeah, that wasn't me. Suddenly, Sully makes himself visible to Dean and says, it was me. And those are delicious. <laughs> Sam says, wait a second, can you see him? Dean says, uh-huh. Sam says, Dean. What the hell is yeah. Dean? Sam says, Dean, this is, um, I think this is Sully, my friend from when I was a kid. Dean says, you mean Mork the Orc here is your dumbass imaginary friend Sully? <laughs> Sam says, yeah. Sully says, um, I'm not dumb or ass. 
best comeback ever. I know. Like, I can't wait for someone to call me a dumbass so I can say that. I'm not dumb or ass, actually. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, Dean says, I'm going to get my gun. Uh-huh. And Sally says, no, please. Someone killed my friend. Dean says, you mean your imaginary, imaginary friend? Sully says, first off, imaginary friend is more of a descriptive term. How you just said it? That was a little offensive, just to be honest. <laughs> Secondly, we're Xana. Me and, me and the victim, we're Xana. We help kids. We're the good guys. Sam, tell him. Sam says, yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole you being real thing. Sully says, oh, yeah, no, no, of course. That's okay. That's okay. This is all really unexpected. <laughs> Sully is just the I best. I just showed up out I of nowhere. Fine, just, I'll give you a second. You know? I love how he still talks to Sam like he's a kid, but not in like a patronizing way, just like in a, you know? Yeah. He just, that that kind, how you talk real kindly to kids. Yeah. You know, I just, I love that he's doing that he's to Sam. He's very patient. He is. <laughs> it's delightful. Okay. Dean says, yeah, that's one word for it. Sully says... We'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Sully says, I need your help. You're hunters. That's what you do, right? I mean, you help people too. Dean says, yeah, yeah, people. You are not that. Sam says, Dean, come on. Dean says... There's no need to be a dick about it. He's being a dick about it. (laughs) Dean says, come on, are you kidding? Look, this mother, you and me, library, right now. Come on. (laughs) So. I know what you wanted to say, Dean. <laughs> I know. So Sam and Dean leave the kitchen. Sully tries to follow them, but Dean turns to him and says, Ugh! Sully goes, Ah! Yeah, uh, no. Uh, I'll just sit here. Coolio! <laughs> it's fine. Everything's <laughs> yeah. fine. So Sam and Dean go into the library. Dean says, You're not actually buying this crap, are you? Sam says, Dean, when I was nine years old, you know what I wanted more than anything? Marshmallow nachos. Dean says, Yeah, you were a weird-ass kid. Sam says, yeah, well, the only person I ever told about it. Dean says, Sully. Sam says, yes. Dean says, I don't know, man. I, hey, you know, maybe this is just one of your visions. Sam says, yeah, <laughs> except we're both seeing it. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, and it doesn't involve the cage or Lucifer or me having to talk to Lucifer in the cage. Look at this. Here. And Sam shows Dean a page in a book that he's been searching through. Sam reads out loud, In Romanian lore, Xana are creatures who guide and protect lost children. Xana intentionally appear as figments of child's imagination, allowing the child to move on with confidence once guidance is no longer necessary. Sam says, Maybe Sully's telling the truth. Dean says, Okay, say Bozo is legit, right? Which, you know, hello crazy town, but okay. How is this our problem? Sam says, because someone's dead. Dean says, no, something is dead. A fairy godmother getting capped? That ain't our beat. Sam says, yes, I know that, Dean, but... Dean says, but what? Sam says, but, as messed up and insane as this sounds, Sully helped me. Dean looks, like, actually genuinely surprised. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, we cut to the Impala parking in front of the Berman house. It's alive! I know! Baby's awake! Here, we'll sit and open see, please. Hiya, baby. Hi, Carter. Oh, he's so like, nice. I don't like to be awake. This is I know. the worst. And he's like, why? This is the worst. Hi, cutie pie. 
Do you want to pause? No, I think we're okay. Okay. Okay, so, um, okay, we cut to the Impala parking in front of the Berman house. Sally, who is in the back seat, says, that's the place. It's a horror show in there. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, you mean you've been inside? Sally says, last night. I'm in management now, so I don't get out in the field much. I just came to see Sparkle. (laughs) Dean says, Sparkle. Sally says, yeah, I show up and... I mean, the place was bananas. Kid had called the cops. Mom's freaking out. And, and Sparkle, Sam, it was horrible. <laughs> he was awful. <laughs> Dean rolls his eyes and says, okay, so according to Xana rules, the kid is the only witness, right? Sully says, yeah, poor thing. I'll meet you inside. And then he goes invisible. Dean says to Sam, all right, what are you thinking? Uh, so we cut to a short time later. The boys are now dressed in, like, sweater vests and ties and loafers. I got to say, Rochelle, I liked it. It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. It was a little bit weird seeing it on Dean, of course. But, but like, like, that's what I liked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's <laughs> sweater vest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mr. Yeah. Rogers. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is just fine. Welcome to my neighborhood. <laughs> I know. I was surprised by my reaction to that sweater vest, but okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so they get out of baby in front of the Berman's house. Uh, Dean looks at his outfit and says, good. The Burton Ernie pretext. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Sam says, dude, you didn't have to come. Dean says, you know, this whole imaginary friend thing was dumb then and it's dumb now. Sam says, yeah, you made that pretty clear. Dean says, you didn't think to tell me he was real? Sam says, well, Dean, I didn't think he was. You saw the lore book, too. I mean, so surprise. Right. He says, maybe when I was nine years old, I thought he was real, but I grew up. Or grew out of it. Whatever. I loved it. Dean says, and what did you need Drop Dead Fred for in the first place? Sam says, <laughs> Drop Dread Fred. Is that what I said? <laughs> I think so. Drop Dread Fred. Oh, I don't God. know. That's at least what I heard anyway. Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Sam says, I was kind of a lonely kid, Dean. Dean says, you weren't lonely. You had me. And then we get a Sam flashback. <laughs> of the real situation. Yes. Uh, he's in a motel room. The phone is ringing on the wall. Uh, Sam, I think, is like nine here. I think. Right around nine, I think. Oh, well. I think they said at some point that he's ten, but okay. I don't remember if that was already. Okay. Well, no, I think it's yet, later so on. So we'll get to it. Okay. Um, okay, so the phone's ringing on the wall. Uh, a landline. Because <laughs> this is a flashback. I know. Kids uh, don't even know what landlines are I know. Are anymore. <laughs> those. Uh, so young Sam and Sully stare at the phone. Sully says, go on, bud. Whatever happens, it's cool beans. So Sam picks up the phone and says, Dean. Uh, we see young Dean on the other end of the phone. And it's, um, it's uh, I don't remember this actor's name, but it's the one who played Dean when he, um, when he got like a like witched back into like his young body yeah yeah yeah. it's that actor yeah. i just the hansel and gretel one. yes that's yeah. right he did such a good job being young dean so i was really happy to see him again um dean says hey sam says did you ask dean says yeah it's not gonna happen sam says come on you said dean says look i said i would ask dad said no what do you want to do about it 
Sam says, but I've been shooting. I can run two miles. I know silver kills werewolves. And Dean says, Sammy. Sam says, no fair. You started hunting when you were younger than me. Dean says, yeah, well, I never had an imaginary friend. Oh, no. What is that? What's going on? And he's just looking at me like, hey, hey, hey. Oh. You like that? Yeah. What's going on, Carter? He might need a diaper change. We might have to pause. <laughs> this is a good time. Let's pause. Okay. We'll be back. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. With there will the... be toy tinkling probably, but hopefully he won't scream. That's all right. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so where was I? Okay, Sam and Dean are on the phone. Young Sam and Dean. Um, Dean says to Sam, well, I never had an imaginary friend. Sully says, I heard that. Uh, Dean says, look, I'll keep working on dad, all right? Sully says to Sam, don't listen to him, Sammy. He's a germ. (laughs) Dean says, now, maybe you can come next time. And Sam says, sure. Uh, Daddy Winchester, who we don't see, uh, honks the Impala's horn at Dean. And Dean says, all right, I gotta go. Call you in a couple days. Yeah! Yeah! Sam says, yeah, I'll just be, uh, but Dean hangs up. And Sam says, here. Sully says to Sam, hey, come on, we can finally make those bottle rockets, right? So we come back to real time. <laughs> that's what we do when the adults aren't around. Exactly. Bottle rockets. <laughs> we come back to real time. Sam and Dean uh, ring the doorbell, and Miss Berman opens the door. She says, can I help you? Sam says, Miss Berman, I'm Dr. Strummer. This is my associate. Dean says, Dr. McGowan. Sam says, we are trauma counselors with child services. We're here to follow up on a police report filed yesterday. Miss Berman says, oh, that was coming. My daughter Maddie, she's the one who called. Uh, She has an active imagination. She made up this unicorn man, Sparkle, but um, uh, she thinks he's dead in her room. Dean says, so Sparkle is a unicorn and also a man. Miss Berman says, yeah. Dean says, so a manicorn. <laughs> Miss Berman says. He's always got to come up with a name for something. I love though. it. I, I feel that. <laughs> Miss- oh my gosh. <laughs> that was neither one of us I just like to say. <laughs> Carter looks so shocked at our laughing. Yes, that, that, that noise came out of Carter's butt. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, Carter. Oh, we're gonna have to pause it because I gotta take care of that. It smells so bad. Shouldn't we wait to see if there's more? Yeah, probably. All right, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it another little bit then. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Sam says, "May we?" Miss Berman says, "Yes, please. Thank you." So Sam Dean and Miss Berman go into a room where Maddie is sitting. Sam says, "Hey, Maddie." My partner and I would like to ask you about last night. (laughs) Yeah. About Sparkle? Your mom says you don't want to go back into your room. How come? Maddie whispers, all the blood. (laughs) So Mrs. Berman shows Sam and Dean Maddie's room. It looks normal and not bloody at all. Miss Berman says, this has been her room since she was a baby. She's loved this room. And then last night, Sam says, do you mind if we take a look around? Miss Berman says, I'll be right back. And she leaves. Dean says, all right, what's the problem? Uh, suddenly, Sully appears and says, I told you it was horrible. 
Dean says, you mind enlightening us? <laughs> Silly says, see shit here. Yeah. Silly says, oh. And then he like carefully walks over to the boys and raises his hands at their foreheads. <laughs> Oh my god. I can't wait till Carter's older and hears this on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna be mad. Like oh, whatever. <laughs> Everybody poops. That's oh, true. <laughs> it's true. The I amount mean, of times we've talked about poop on this podcast. I know. About time somebody <laughs> somebody <laughs> actually audibly poops. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> or you. Oh yeah, no. Just in general. No, thank you. <laughs> I would like to say that I am old enough to probably not poop my pants anymore. I mean, same. But I also feel like there's like a brief adult window. And then once you continue aging, it all goes back. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to have another blast? Should I Should I keep going? Or should yeah, I just keep okay. going. There's usually at least a couple. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> okay. Um... So, uh, Sully <laughs> uh, says, if I show you all we can see. No, I think he's done. He's like, get off. All right, we'll pause. We'll pause. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> we're back from the pooping. Uh, Santa did not make it. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, he had on a, a Santa onesie. Because, hey, he's, you know, well, I guess he'll be four months on the 19th. But he's wearing six-month pajamas because he is too tall and his feet are too big to fit into anything so else. so tall. He is, like, the length of your torso. He's longer than that now. Oh, he goes yeah. from, like, your chin to your hips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're yep. so tall. Yep. Wow. You're going to be like your uncle. That's true. Hopefully not 6'6", six, because six, that's really hard to find clothing. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Sully, I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, Sam and Dean are like, hey, we can't see dead sparkle. And so Sully says, if I... Oh, jeez. I know. I don't want to see dead sparkle either. He's like, what happened to sparkle? I know. What's wrong with the manacore? (laughs) Sully says, if I show you all we can see, you can't tell a soul. Dean says, yeah, because chicks dig the whole imaginary friend thing. Sully glares at Dean, and Dean says, fine. So, Sully touches their foreheads, and then they look around and see glittery blood splattered everywhere, and Sparkle's dead body kind of propped up on the floor. Dean says, oh. Oh, yeah, that kid's going to need all the shrinks. Yeah. Sam says... All of them. Sam says, wait a second, so his, his blood is glittery? Sully says, even when he's dead, Sparkle can't stop shining. <laughs> I love it. I do. Uh, sparkle. You know, uh, Sully says, who would do this? Dean says, it was a blade. Sam says, Sully, can Xana see other Xana? Sully says, of course, but it's not what you're thinking. A Xana could never do this. I know, right? <laughs> no, not. I'm going to get this. Oh, it's on the surround. So oh, it should be okay. Right. Well, eh, fuck it. All right. <laughs> Sorry, it's probably just really loud trying to move the microphone. Okay. Um, Mrs. Berman comes back into the room and says, nothing to see, right? I was always under the impression that it was a parent's job to let a child be a child as long as possible. She starts tidying up and 
as she's moving things around, she's getting glitter blood all over her hands, and mm-hmm. Sully is, like, watching with horror. Does it sound, okay, is it going to sound terrible if I'm, like, I kind of want to play in the glitter blood? Because that seems like a fun, like, no, glittery thing, yeah. you know? It just like, reminded me of the glitter glue. Yeah, like, it looks really cool. Yeah. Or even, like, I think there's some, like, Elmer's glue that even looks like yeah. that, so it's more mm-hmm. watery than, like, the glitter yeah. glue pens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it did look nice. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it looks cool, and I want to touch it. Yeah, like, totally. I, I shouldn't say I want to play in the blood, because that just sounds weird, but, like, also. I think this is probably your audience for that, though. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's I fine. think everyone listening gets it. <laughs> it's cool. Okay. We hope. Otherwise, what are you doing here? I know. <laughs> Have we totally disturbed you yet? <laughs> probably. Probably. Why are you still listening? <laughs> also, thank you for listening. Also, okay. yes. <laughs> Okay, Carter's like, God, you guys. (laughs) Move on. Uh, Okay, Sully says, oh, this is bad. Miss Berman says, maybe we let her get too carried away. I don't know. I mean, an imaginary friend named Sparkle? What's cuter than that? She sits down. What Sparkle actually looks like. (laughs) She sits down and puts her face in her hands, smearing glitter blood all over Sully goes, ugh. <laughs> Miss Berman says, I'm sorry. I'm being as dramatic as my daughter now. Uh, Sully uh, says, um, it's on her face. Sam, it's on her face. <laughs> Miss Berman says, just tell me. Sully says, she's got sparkle on her face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't calm down. I know. I'm losing it. <laughs> Miss Berman says, how do we get our girl back? Sully says, someone's got to say something. Someone's got to say something. <laughs> Sam says, you know what? Is there a spare bedroom? Great. Maybe Maddie can sleep there. That should help. Sully says, not her face. <laughs> Dean says, and a hot shower. That does wonders. Sam says, real deep scrub. You, you know, purify. Miss mm. Berman says, for Maddie? Dean says, the whole family. Yeah, just... Get the whole gang in there, you know? The family that showers together. <laughs> Miss Berman starts to look concerned, and Sully says, Pull up! Pull up! <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> I love Sully. I do too. <laughs> Sam says, You know what? Why don't you start there? You can contact our office for more guidance if you like. Miss Berman says, okay. <laughs> so we cut to a young girl named Zoe. She's swimming in her backyard pool while her mom reads like a magazine kind of at a table nearby. Zoe's imaginary friend, Nikki, pops out of the water and says, oh my gosh, Zoe, I think I saw the treasure too. Zoe says, let's go for it. Nikki says, but wait, don't you have gymnastics? Zoe says, oh yeah, let's look at it when I get back. Nikki says, right on. So Zoe gets out of the pool, and Nikki stays in the water. As she swims around, 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 okay. Around, around, around. As she swims around, (laughs) we see that she is a mermaid. Uh, A short time later, someone sneaks up behind her and stabs her over and over and over. It's much more dramatic than I just said. It was like someone. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm so sorry about all the chaos. That's fine. It scared me. Hunter, I think, is going a little senile, so he thinks he hears things and barks, and then Maisie goes, oh my god, we're barking, what's going on? And then they both realize very quickly that nothing's actually going on, and then Maisie just looks confused, and Hunter's like, 
where am I? And I was like, <laughs> what happened? Something happened. Who did it? Where oh, happened? and there's Steve. Steve, you want to get in on the mix? Steve? He's like, listen, I'm going up my cat tree. Steve. I don't want to be talked to. These idiots over here can just <laughs> shut up. I'm sick and tired of listening to them barking at nothing. Yeah. That's all good. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, burp, 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 burp. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, the the kill scene was like kind of like one of those serial killer movie, like slasher movies, like creeping at her yeah. through the bushes and stuff. So yeah. It was dramatic. There was dramatic music. But anyways, yeah. Mermaid dies. You know. Um, okay. So we cut to the boys and Sully getting out of baby outside Zoe's house. Hunter, what you freaking out about? He's just, he wants to play now and it's a whole thing. Well, he's still playing. Yeah, it's going to be loud. Maisie, come lay down. Thank you. Good girl. <clears throat> okay. Sully says, Nikki didn't check in with the home office last night. This can't be happening. <laughs> Dean says, you gonzos can talk to each other? Sully says, a Santa share a telepathic link. Sam and Dean head for the front door of the house, but Sully says she wouldn't be in there. And so they follow Sully around the house to the backyard where they find Nikki dead in the pool. Dean says, a freaking mermaid. <laughs> Sully says, it's a bloodbath. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a pool. Yeah, a bath of blood. Sully tries to control his emotions, but he is struggling. <laughs> Dean says, all right, just let it out. Silly says, no, no, I gotta stay strong for Sam. Sam's is, like, uh, we're right? past that, but. Yeah. <laughs> Sam checks out the mermaid body and says, looks like more stabbing. Dean says, okay, Sully, is there anybody that would want to hurt uh, Nikki? Sully says, no. Uh, Dean says, what? Sully says, oh, well, I mean, her boyfriend's a little clingy. But he's one of my best friends. Guys, <laughs> Weebs would never hurt Nikki. I mean, Weebs. he loved her too much. Dean says, well, too much ain't good. So let's go talk to the mermaid's boyfriend. Because apparently imaginary friends have boyfriends now. Sully says, wait, wait, we can't just leave her here. It's disturbing for the kid. Dean says, all right, what do you want to do? He's like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Dean says, all right, what do you want to do? Find a giant toilet and flush it? <laughs> Sully and Sam both glare at Dean. I laughed really hard. <laughs> but very quietly because Carter was asleep. <laughs> Dean says, You're right. I was, what would you like us to do? <laughs> Sully says, I think I saw some shovels back there. Dean uh. says, Okay. And Sully walks away. Uh, Dean says to Sam, Well, Totoro. Totoro, how do you say it? It's Totoro, right? I have no idea. Well, Totoro really cares for you, huh? I would say Totoro mostly because that's how it's spelled. No, 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 it's not how it sounds. Yeah. I know because that's how I used to say it too. And then I actually saw it and I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, We get another young Sam flashback. He and Sully are in a motel room talking. Sam says, okay, I got one. Sully says, hit me. Sam says, ever think you can fly? Sully says, sometimes, like on really windy days, you? <laughs> Sam says, I used to, but I broke my arm. They both laugh, and Sam says, your turn. Sully says, okay, ever think you could eat 10 waffles in one sitting? Sam says, I hope so. When I'm big, can you? <laughs> Sully says, I tried once, and then he makes a huge ralphing sound, and they both but laugh see- again. Are we talking egos or like Belgians? Because those are two different animals. <laughs> I don't know, but I want it all right now. 
I need to, I, that's the one thing. It's like, I want a waffle maker. Ooh. Maybe yeah, you should put some on your wish list and then send me a link for Christmas. <laughs> and then maybe I can come over and you can make waffles. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That is not why I want to give you Listen, that. Listen, <laughs> if it works for both of us, I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> okay, send me some links. Because then we both get waffles. I'd have to do some research. Yes. I don't know. Absolutely. What if there's like a supernatural shaped waffle oh, maker? Oh shit! Oh, that'd be so cool. Like a devil's trap or something. Or... I would eat the crap out of that. I mean, that I would do. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Travis would roll his eyes every time we had waffles, but <laughs> it's fine. But do we, does that make it even better? Yes. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, young Sam says, "Ever think about running away?" Sully says, "From you? No way." Sam says, no, I mean, from here, all this, the hunting life. Sully says, do you? Sam nods. Sully says, hmm, ever think that maybe you want to go to school, make some friends? Sam says, but I have you. Sully says, yeah, you do. But one day you won't, Sam. I want you to listen to me. You can be whatever you want to be. You're not Dean. You're not your dad. You're Sam. And Sam is so awesome. Sully's just too good. He's too good. (laughs) Sam says, can you imagine running away? My dad would kill me. Sully says, well, it's your choice, Sam. It's your life. I mean, it's all up to you. Sam says, okay. Sully says, okay. Sam says, let's go. So we cut back to real time. Dean is shoveling dirt on top of the grave they dug for Nikki. Dean says to Sam, hey, slacker, am I burying Ariel by myself here or what? (laughs) Sam says, no, yeah, of course. Dean says, let's go. Sam notices that Sully is watching and looking really upset. He says, how are you holding up, Sully? Sully says, I'm fine. How are you, Sam? Sam says, aces. So we get to nighttime. A young boy named Fletcher, uh, what did I do there? Fletcher, I guess, is walking out of the back of his house with his imaginary friend named Weems, who is the dead mermaid's boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Weems is like mullet, metal outfit. Not yeah. really metal. What, what would you he's call like that? He's like got like kind of the like he's like an 80s. T-shirt, yeah, he's you know, like, like, like 80s. Mullet. Yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Weems says, Don't worry, kid. Everybody's got a pee pee problem. Weems will take care of these (laughs) sheets. Weems will take care of these sheets, and mommy will be none the wiser. So they are holding some wet bed sheets. Mm -hmm. Fletcher says, What if mommy hears us? Weems says, Fletcher, not even a parade can wake mommy up tonight. Fletcher says, Because she drank her grown up juice and went sleepy bye. Weems says, yep, mommy drank a lot of juice tonight. <laughs> hey, you want to try to hit the sack? Fletcher nods. Weems says, all right, I'll catch you on the flip side, okay, bud? Fletcher says, thanks, Weems. Weems says, you got it. So Fletcher goes back inside while Weems hangs the pea sheets on the clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have questions. Did they wash them first? I, I was thinking like, that, too. Is this do? just, like, going to be dried up pea stain sheets? I mean, like, I think so. I yeah, I know, I know. Uh, we get another sort of slasher movie moment where someone may be watching Weems through all the sheets hanging up, <laughs> and then he gets stabbed right through a sheet, uh, kind of over and over. He falls to the ground. Uh, 
He got just stabbed the one time. Oh, I thought he got stabbed multiple times. Just the one wound? Just the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess you're right, because then when they patch him up. Yeah. Okay. So he sees the person running away, and from the back, it kind of looks like a woman. She gets into a blue beetle bug and drives away. Beetle bug. Beetle bug. Weem says, Sully, Sully, ah, Sully, <laughs> as he gasps on the ground. <laughs> Help me. Help me. We got to a short time no, later. let go. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to let you go. <laughs> um, so the boys and Sully are searching for Weems in Fletcher's backyard. They don't find him, so they go into the garage, uh, search around, and find Weems wounded but awake. Sully says, Weems, Weems, are you okay? Weems says, yeah, Ugh. it went right through my love handle. <laughs> my fat saved me. Can you believe that? Uh, 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 I love it. Sully says, fat is the best. <laughs> Weems says, yeah. Uh, Dean says, yeah, well, the mermaid wasn't so lucky. Weems says, is he talking to me? Who are these guys? <laughs> Sully, Why do you see me? I know. Sully says, they're friends. Dean says, hey, Weems, when was the last time you saw Nikki the Mermaid? God, I can't believe I just said that. Weems says, yesterday. Why? What happened to Nikki? Sam says, she was murdered. Weems says, what? Sully says, Weems, I'm so sorry. Weems says, no, she she was my girl. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse's girl. (laughs) Sully says, sparkle's gone too. Weem says, not Sparkle. Dude, that's like our whole posse. <laughs> Sully says, I know, right? But hey, you're okay. You're okay. Dean says, okay, all right. So you're all pals. Is there anybody who would have beef with a bunch of you? Weem says, I've never seen her before in my life. Sam says, wait a second. You saw somebody? Weem says, some chick. And she shivved me. She <laughs> took off in an old VW bug. Sam pulls Dean aside and says quietly, so this is a good thing, right? Dean says, uh, no, this is a great thing. I mean, a manicorn, a freaking mermaid, what am I supposed to do with that? But a chick in a car, that's terra firma. I'm home. (laughs) I can do this. Yeah. Sam says, all right, you go. I'll cover these two. So Sully is checking out Wayne's injury and says, it goes, it, yeah, it goes all the way through. Dean says, I gotta ask. Hey, uh, acid wash, what's so special about you? <laughs> Weems says, mermaids dig me. <laughs> Dean says, no, I mean, why do kids like you? Weems says, oh, I play air guitar. Dean says, you play air guitar. Sam plays air guitar. I can play air guitar. So Weems sits up and plays air guitar. It's like, <laughs> what I just tried to say was, and stumbled at the stumble. Okay, oh, fuck. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to drink some coffee. Start that over. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> bean juice. Make go fast. <laughs> I know. Bean juice. That makes it sound icky. I mean, kind of, but, you know. How good is coffee without all the extras in oh, it? Oh, no. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, might as well call it bean juice. Yeah. Okay. Weems sits up and plays air guitar. It's lengthy and epic. <laughs> then he grabs his wound and groans in pain. Sully says, it's okay, it's okay, good solo, good solo. <laughs> and, like, you hear music happening. It's not just him it's playing just the guitar. air guitar. Like, yeah. there's legit music. He's, like, playing guitar minus the guitar. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Dean says, well, he's no Clapton. And then he walks out of the garage and, like, okay. I have been humbled. <laughs> 
Sully says to Waves, I'm going to go get some bandages, okay? I'll be right back. Uh, and he leaves. Oh, no, he says, I'll be right back, Sam. And then he leaves. Weems says to Sam, wait, you're not that Sam. Sully's Sam? Sam says, I guess I would be, yeah. Weems says, so now you and Sully are, like, back together? Sam says, what? <laughs> Weems says, how old are you? <laughs> Sam says, wrong. <laughs> Weems says, look, I-, I get it. We all need a tune-up from time to time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Sam says, no, he uh, came to me. I'm helping him out. Weems says, Sam Winchester. I mean, wow. Hey, just so you know, Sully, you broke his heart, man. And flashback. <laughs> We're back in the motel room. Sam hangs up the phone and Sully comes up to him and says, ready to hit the road. And Sully's got like the little like stick with a, like a bundle on the yeah. end of it, like Christopher Robin style. Yeah. So cute. A little bandana. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, no, my dad just called. Sully says, yeah. Sam says, he changed his mind. Wants me to come with him. Sully says, uh, on a hunt? Sam says, finally. He thinks I'm ready. I have to catch the next bus to Milwaukee. Sully says, are you sure this is what you want? Sam says, I'm a Winchester. I had monsters. Why would I want anything else? Sully says, well, I'm not sure it's you. Sam starts to pack up the room and says, why can't you be happy for me, Sully? Sully says, listen, buddy, I'm just afraid you're going down a path you might be better off not going down. Sam says, yeah, but I'm not afraid. Sully says, I know you're not. You're one of the bravest kids I know. It's just this whole hunting thing, you know? It's not the only way. There are so many other ways. And you can find one, Sam. You can leave right now. This is interesting, and we should maybe talk about this. You've got this imaginary friend. Well, not really imaginary, sure. But like this... <laughs> this That you know of. He's imaginary. This, right. <laughs> this being who helps kids. The whole reason is to help kids. And that he thinks the right thing to do to help this kid is to run away. That's interesting, because you would argue, hey, running away is not the right yeah. thing to keep a kid safe. What are you going to do? What Where do you are you going to that? go? Yeah. You know? What do you think about that? That's interesting. I thought maybe yeah. that was going to be brought up at any point in this episode, but it never is. I mean... I mean, we think to that... To be fair, Sully did say, like, oh, like, you could go to school, and you can do the... You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, so he's like, run away maybe to, you know... Somebody else's house that'll take you in yeah. or something, maybe. I don't know. Like, we and don't know where he's running away to, but, like, wherever he's running to is supposed to be, like, a stable environment, right? Yeah. And you could so. argue that hunting is not safe. Oh, yeah. Encouraging no. going hunting is, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, I guess it's just the... Like, I get it, but, like... The lesser of two. But I still yeah. thought that conversation would have been had by somebody in this episode, you yeah, know? That yeah. I was kind of like, are we going to talk about that? Like, where are you it's going? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Sam says, I don't want another way. I want to be with my dad and Dean. Sully says, look, Sam, I'm just saying this because I'm your friend. Sam says, pretend friend. You're not even real. Sully looks kind of crushed at that. And he says, well, I'm, I'm here as long as you need me. Sam says, I don't need you anymore, Sully. I don't even know why I made you up in the first place. I wish I could unmake you up. Okay, Little little bitchy diva there, Sam. Yeah, (laughs) Sully says, "If that's what you want," Sam says, "It is okay. Just go." You can tell that he didn't even mean it either. It was just kind of like a, like a, 
I just, I don't know what else to say to make you go away, so I'm going to be mean. Like, right, exactly. Really? Like, come yeah. on. Sully says, you have a good long life, Sam. And then Sully disappears. So Sam grabs his stuff and leaves the motel room. Uh, we come back to real time. Sully is patching up Weems. Weems says, no, you did a good job. Sully says, is it too tight? Weems says, no. Sully says, all right, that's good. Okay, there you go, pal. Weems says, all right, I'm going to go check on Fletcher. Kid has bla- a bladder like a sieve. <laughs> <laughs> and Weems leaves the garage. Sam says, you know, it's pretty awesome how you help everyone around you. Sully says, doesn't always work out, but I try. <clears throat> Sam says, Sully, I feel awful about how we left off. I'm sorry. I was a kid. I was a jerk kid. And you were trying to help. And Sully says, that's all on me. I mean, goodbyes are part of the job. And ours was, Sam says, pretty bad. Sully <laughs>, laughs and says, yeah, it was really bad. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. When you went off to hunt, I considered that one of my biggest failures. It just seems so clear to me that you wanted something else. But I was wrong. And it all worked out, didn't it? Sam says, I don't know about that. <laughs> Sully says, come on. You're a hero, Sam. You saved the world. I keep track of my kids. And you did a really good job, Sam. <clears throat> I swear to God, I'm not about to cry. I know it kind of sounds like it, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that was a little coffee break. Okay. Sam says, well, not all good. There was some bad and some really bad. Sully, I screwed up. I let something out into the world that was, Sully says, you mean the darkness? That's what the others are calling it. I just heard rumors. Sam says, I'm going to fix it. I am. Dean and I, we're, we're going to fix it. It's just, Sully says, what is it? Sam says, I think God wants to help us fix it. But I don't think I can do what he's asking. Sully says, how bad is it? Sam says, there's this cage and hell, and it's where they keep Lucifer, and I've been in it, and it's, I think God wants me to go back. Sully says, ever think about running away anymore? Sam says, I did. Uh, I mean, I have, but not in a while. Not anymore. Uh, just then, Sam gets a text from Dean, and it reads, founder, meet me at 1534 George Street. Bring Sully. Sam says to Sully, ever think about hot wiring a minivan? Sully says, in my dreams. <laughs> Sully's just too good. Yeah. God. Okay. I'm do a bad thing. <laughs> so we cut to an old, like, barn or basement place. I don't know. Uh, we see Dean's phone receiving a text from Sam that reads, on our way. And then, uh, wow, I skipped some shit here. Okay. And uh, someone puts the phone down, uh, and then we see Dean kind of in the distance, tied up to a post, and just waking up. Um, that didn't make sense. The killer put the phone down. Okay, you get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to move on, because I don't know how to fix that. Okay. <laughs> a woman says to Dean, good, you're awake. Your brother's on the way. And we see a quick memory of Dean pulling baby up to the blue Volkswagen. He investigates, but gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, back in real time, Dean says, who the hell are you? The woman says, I think we have a mutual imaginary friend. You know, Sully? Uh, a few minutes later, Sam and Sully come in through the door, and the woman holds a blade against Dean's throat. Uh, so Sam aims his gun at her. Sam says, hold it. Sully says to the woman, Reese? Uh, 
Reese says, hey, stranger. To Sam, Reese says, you give me silly, I give you your brother. Sam says, what do you want with silly? Reese says, ask him. He's the one who killed my sister. Sully says, it was an accident. Sam says, what? Sully says, Reese and her twin sister. They were my first kids after I thought I screwed things up with you. Reese says, so this is his fault? Sully says, no, no, Reese. I'm the one that bungled it. It was me. I should never have let her chase me into the street. We were just playing tag. I don't know why I didn't see the car coming. That's why I never went back in the field. That's why I never found another kid. I was too scared I'd hurt him. Reese says, do you know how bad you messed me up? Audrey's dead because of the invisible man. Try telling that to about 10 different kitty shrinks. I was wondering if Sully was real, so I got obsessed with folklore. I studied abroad in Romania, and then I found out he's a Xana. Sam says, yes, and Xana are good. Reese says, that's what the witch tried to tell me too. Sam says, the witch? Reese says, she sold me a spell so that I'd be able to see these freaks. She gave me this too. And she looks down at the blade in her hand. Reese says, finally, I can save other kids from these monsters. Silly says, so you killed my friends just to get to me? Reese says, and I would have done it sooner if these two hadn't shown up. <laughs> Silly says, why don't you just call? I would have come. Reese says, honestly, I kind of liked watching you suffer. You weren't just Audrey's best friend. You were mine, too. And after she died, Sully, I never needed you more. Sully says, I panicked when Audrey died, and I left you to deal with the pain because I couldn't handle being the one that caused it. Reese says, so maybe I'll take something you love, Sully, a real person. And she looks at Sam. Sam says, that's not going to happen. Sully says, will killing me make you feel better? Sam says, no, Sully, that's not the answer. Sully says, this is what I do. Whatever's best for the kid. Reese, if this is what you need, I'm okay with it. Reese gets real emotional. <laughs> and she says, I'm still mad. <laughs> I can't stop it. I'm still just so mad. Uh, and we see that Dean has freed himself from the ropes. He stands up and says, Reese, trust me. Revenge ain't going to make you feel better. Listen, I've seen more than my share of monsters. And I mean real monsters. Bad. These guys? These are Sesame Street Mother Teresa's. <laughs> but when I wasn't here for my little brother, Sully was. Now, look, I'm not saying he didn't make a mistake, but you know that there is not a monstrous bone in his body. Sully says, I am so, so sorry. Reese drops her blade and hugs Sully. And Dean picks up the blade. Sully says, oh, Reese, I'm so sorry. Uh, we cut to some time later. Reese is driving away in her blue bug. And Sully waves goodbye to her. Then he says to Sam, well, now you know about Audrey. You probably never want to see me again. Sam says, ever think maybe you're a hero to me? Sam kind of, Sam. <clears throat> Scully? Fuck! The Little Mermaid. Now I want, well, I just said Scully, so now I want to watch X-Files. Oh, he's asleep? Yeah. He's so kind cute. Of. <laughs> he's, his, like, face is still, like, uplifted at the sky boob. Yeah. <laughs> What a good, we might, there's so, there's not actually a boob in the sky here, but there's one of the dome lights on the fan, <laughs> and Carter is obsessed with it, so we call it the sky boob. Because it looks like a boob. It does kind of look like a boob. Yeah. <laughs> it's glowing. He's so cute. Okay, okay, <laughs> we're almost done. Um, bum, 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 bum. Sam, okay, Sam says, ever think maybe you're a hero to me? Sully kind of scoffs and says, yeah. 
Sam says, Sully, one thing I've learned, heroes aren't perfect. Sully says, hmm, sometimes they're scared, but that just means the thing that they're facing, it's super important and nobody else is going to go for it because nobody else has got the balls. <laughs> Dean walks up to them and Sully says, well, it is that time again. Dean says, you, um, you'll look in on Reese? Sully says, don't worry, I will be checking in. And Dean, thank you for looking out for Sam. You are not a germ at all. <laughs> Dean says, thanks. You know, you're not going to get me to admit that you're not the weirdest thing out there, but you're a good weird. Sully says to Sam, good luck, buddy. And then Sully disappears. Dean says, let's do it. So we cut to the boys riding in baby. Sam says, Dean, we need to seriously discuss me going to the cage. Dean says, okay, not happening. Good talk. Sam, even if these visions are real, Sam says, yeah, it's Lucifer and me in the cage. I know, but this, this lump in my throat, it's not an excuse, not anymore. Dean says, we'll find another way, okay? There's always another way. Sam says, okay, then tell me, what is the other way? But Dean is silent. And credits. Okay, so thoughts. Um, I'm pretty sure that my only thought, but not really a thought, is that, like, did you have an imaginary friend? Because mm. I don't remember having one. I remember thinking, when I was younger, I remember thinking, oh yeah, I used to have an imaginary friend, but yeah. I don't remember actually having an imaginary friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. You? Yeah. No. I don't think I remember... I feel like at one point I remember somebody telling me that they had, like, an imaginary friend and, like, going, I should have an imaginary friend, and that was yeah. as far as things went. <laughs> Did your brother? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think I had one. I don't think I... If I did, it was, like, not memorable at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I clearly, I yeah. Really don't, I really don't think I did. I don't yeah. think... Yeah, I don't remember having one at all. Like... I think I... I think I had a friend who did, and I remember being like, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the same for me. Like, what? You and know? I'm just like, okay, but, like, I'm gonna know... But it's not real. There's nothing actually there. Yeah. So. Yeah. That seems like. I wonder if there's like a certain like, I'm sure it's probably like a certain age or whatever that like that kind of cuts off. Yeah. But like if it's like certain personality types that like can carry out that whole imaginary friend thing because yeah. I don't have that I don't think I don't either yeah I'm like, not I'm not which that probably just means I don't have an imagination I know same here yeah <laughs> people also be like you have a really strong imagination and I'm like how there's nothing going on in my head like, I know I can't make things yeah like no if you <laughs> think I'm making things up honestly I'm not you know like, the only things I can make up are reasons to be incredibly anxious yeah and that's it like, yeah that's not I guess that's an imagination, but not the right type of imagination no. we're looking for. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah. No, mm. I, I can't either. I'm not, like, a creative person, really. I'm not you know? at all. Like, mm, just not my thing, you know? Mm. Yeah, Erica's pretty creative, so I'm glad for that, just, like, in terms of, like, you know, being creative with Killian. You yeah. Know? Like, Eric's really good at that. Yeah. 
Um, and then my mom is also really good at that too because she can like she's got a great singing voice. She's very artistic. She's yeah. great at like painting and drawing and all that. Yeah. So she's done a lot with Killian with like the art stuff. So which is great because yeah. I can't like I can. My specialty growing up, I've probably said this before, was, um, you know, stick figure drawings, but, like, they were all murdering each other. (laughs) I am not kidding. I would, there would be, like, someone hanging for, I could do an amazing stick figure tree. Yeah. And, like, someone with a noose. And, like, like, someone had, like, someone was always chasing somebody else with a chainsaw. Like, there was, like, someone roasting someone else on a fire. Like, that's kind of amazing. That's the kind of shit I drew. Um... That's okay, right? I mean, whatever. Let's unpack that later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, no, I, I could do <laughs> stick figures, and that was pretty much it. And even mm-hmm. then, my stick figures kind of looked a little wonky and unproportional, so, you know. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> they were always excessively tall. Because I didn't know when to stop with the torso. And then for the longest time, I gave them three legs, right? Because I was like, I would like put the legs up where I thought their hips should be and then realize that like, oh, they now have a third leg, which I realized to adults looks like. You were trying (laughs) stick figure jump. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I didn't realize that until way later, right? And then I was like, oh, Oh no! <laughs> we need to recreate some of these drawings for our social media for this episode. Let's do that. I'm pretty sure I can still do all that. Why does this stick figure have three legs? I don't know. Yeah, he's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would have like a dress <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. You know, like yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> so, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> well, this episode was delightful, especially delightfully funny in many different uh, ways. I think um, I'll just give you two. Uh, one, of course, is the mom getting the sparkle blood all over her yeah. face and everybody's horror like, and reaction oh. to that. That was, that was probably the best part of the episode, yeah. I think. I also really like that scene um, at the beginning where, like, Sam's in there and, like, just, you know, seeing Sully for the first time again. And Dean comes in and he was just like, I'm going to get my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do I I don't know what's happening, but I need a firearm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I thought that was great. He, like, deadpans that. Like, his comedic timing there was perfect. So that was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite moment or moments? Um, I have three and they're all silly related because mm-hmm. um sully is my favorite moment so mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah the, the one where he's like i'm not dumb or ass <laughs> you know like uh, yeah that was good hello <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say that next time someone calls me a dumbass, and not that that comes up often yeah but i'm sure it will happen in the future <laughs> yeah. so i'm not dumb or ass yeah thank you very much and then it. they're just like yeah, okay. and then I'll text you about it right away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so one of my favorites is also like um, the she's got sparkle on her face, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole scene was mm-hmm. just great. Yeah. And I I was. It's interesting how it devolved into everyone needs to take a shower together, and I the know. mom was like, um, uh, <laughs> I think this is not right. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but then yeah, my other one was kind of having to do with that, and the even when he's dead, Sparkle can't stop shining. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like so in awe of the dead Sparkle. You I know. know. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So, did they ever get rid of Sparkle's body? Because I know they I, buried the mermaid. Yeah, I feel like... They must have done something. I feel like that. they said something to the effect of, like, oh, like... Don't let her sleep in here. Don't let her now. sleep in here or something. Like, give it a couple of days or something and, like, making it implied that maybe they're going to They better, because, like, are know. they just going to let Sparkle decay in there? Because, like... I know. Well, I'm like, who's doing all the cleanup? So, can kids all see them, or can they, like, make the daughter stop seeing them in general, too? I wonder if that's an easy fix. Not that you want to leave a dead body, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I would assume that, like, um... You think they'd have that ability. Well, yeah, yeah, because remember when Sully and Sam split up... Like, I... He, like, he... he, Because I let him. Yeah, he, like, disappeared himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, maybe they did that for... I hope they did. You think they'd say that. Yeah, but, like, does Sparkle have to turn that off, though? Mm. You know, because Sparkle was her imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. just can't stop shining. (laughs) (laughs) Sparkle. Sparkle was cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Poor poor Sparkle. Right. (laughs) Okay, the beastie is asleep. I know what he's got his little supernatural pants on. <laughs> I did not realize that it was the same exact pattern as his blanket that you got him to <laughs> until I laid him down on said blanket with those pants on and I was like, oh, it's the same thing. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. I don't know that there's any other like supernatural print fabric available right now that is yeah. like kind of cute that isn't just like the, you know, the the symbols, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. stuff, but um yeah. Can you think of how, like, long the show has been around that there would be more different yeah. things like that? I you know? have seen other ones, but that was, like, you know, years and years ago. Yeah. Like, this seems to be the only thing That's out there left, right now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. I know, I guess his little butt's poking out of the cloth. It's so cute. <laughs> He's got a little Castiel on his butt. I love it. <laughs> a little cast butt. butt. Yeah, a little cast butt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, so our interesting facts. Because <laughs> I get distracted. It's fine. It is fine. Now let me go back to them because I am just sitting there looking at the research going, this isn't the interesting facts. Okay, this mm-hmm. is the interesting facts. So it says this episode was directed by Richard Spate Jr. And he commonly plays the trickster slash Gabriel in Supernatural. I don't... I, I feel... Did you... Wow, can I finish a sentence? I guess not. Um, you mentioned this to me the other day, but like, did we say that on the podcast? Or no, okay. no, because I was like, I was having a moment of like, is this a spoiler thing? And oh, I was like, gotcha. no, it's not. You know, like, yeah, I, was say, I did not realize when this, this episode aired, because I watched it when it aired, that this was directed by him. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I. So, I actually showed Travis this episode, like, a couple of nights ago, because I was like, this is a funny one, like, you'll appreciate this. So, like, he he was watching it, and I did, like, happen to notice, probably because I had read this before, like, it was, like, directed by, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. What did he think of this episode? He thought it was funny. He was like, okay, like, he's like, this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, no one ever said this show was not ridiculous. I know, for right? For the record. Like, it's, like, it's, it's not that serious. Yeah. Like, oh, man. The, I will say the one thing that I was like, shut up. You know, like, when at the very beginning, um, like, Sam was walking around and, like, acting all tired or whatever. And he's like, that's horrible acting. And I'm like, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Defending his acting. That's amazing. I'm like, he's not supposed to be with it. He's asleep. Yeah. You know? But anyways, so. That's really funny. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, Dylan Kingwell is the first actor other than Colin Ford to portray a younger version of Sam since season three. Oh, I was like, he's not the first one. Okay. But no. since Colin since Ford's last. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. That makes sense. Um, it says, in a flashback, Sam tells Sully that he once tried to fly and broke his arm. In an earlier season, Sam and Dean discuss a childhood memory when Sam jumped off the garden shed dressed as Batman, thinking he can fly, and Dean had to take him to the hospital on his bike after he broke his arm. I remember that, now that you say that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so now we can blame Sully. Yep. Okay, child protector. You shouldn't let someone jump off a roof, though. Or run in front of a car. <laughs> I mean, there are some quite... Or encourage a kid to run away. Not that yeah. Sam's home life is great. Yeah. You know, maybe that was I better I mean, he for probably him. would have been better off, but... I know. That's still. just... That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, also, baby's awake now. Yeah. Oh, he's... He's just, like, staring at his binky in his hand, so hopefully that'll, uh, you know... Be okay. He's like, hello. You <laughs> looked at me. Yeah. Um, where am I? Oh, okay. It says Dean calls Sully Totoro. Is that how Totoro? No, I can't say it right. I can't say it right. Um, but yes, Totoro, which is not how you pronounce it. Totoro. Okay. Um, is a giant, lovable wood spirit who befriends two young girls in the 1988 Japanese anime film. Miyazaki, the neighborhood or the neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. Um, it says in this episode the brothers use the aliases Strummer and McGowan, referring to Joe Strummer of the Clash and Shane McGowan of the Pogues. Pogs. Pogues. Pogues. Yep. Um, Dean refers to Sully as Drop Dead Fred. Um, this is a reference to the 1991 movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, in an adult woman's what? In it, an adult woman's imaginary friend. I'm like, what? In adult woman? It doesn't make any sense. In it, an adult woman's imaginary friend from her childhood comes back. Okay. Um, huh. uh, I don't think I ever saw that movie. I thought I had, but that description does not Rainbow. sound like the thing I watched. So I wonder what I watched. <laughs> Well, (laughs) Um, it says, opening scene, Mommy Berman uh, refers to an REI manual, or RIE manual, sorry, not REI. (laughs) (laughs) We have REIs around here because it's from here, so there's that. Um, And for those of you that don't know what an REI is, it's uh, it's like recreational equipment something or other. It's like a outdoorsy store. Yeah, like. You can get like bikes and camping equipment and, you know, all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. Um, clothing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it says resources for infant edu caring is a trademarked France or er, franchised parenting system that requires parents to treat all children, even infants, as fully competent and empowered individuals with their full rights of adults. 
It emphasizes always listening to and accommodating the child's desires. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when I watched the beginning of that and she was like, oh, we have dinner reservations, reservations and the kid's like, they're going to eat Cheerios. I was like, I would smack that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, think you could just accommodate all of their... No. Yeah, that's not, that's like, not how that works. No, but yeah, no. That's like, interesting. I've never heard of that one before. I mean, I think that's an older... Uh, my guess is because it probably yeah. didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But uh, it says, critics of the system say it absolves parents of their duty to actually be parents by making them mere servants of their kids. I mean, really, if you're just like, whatever you say goes, yeah, well, like, yeah, you can't do you that. You can't do that, you know? Like, yeah. kids have no, that's just like, not even, that's not going to prepare them for adulthood in any way, anyway. Oh, no, like, yeah. Not yeah. even a little, yeah. Because that's not what real like, life is hey, like in any way. Unless you were the boss. People mm-hmm. are telling you what to do. And even if you are the boss, like, mm-hmm. people are still telling you what to do. So, yeah. in one way or another. So, anyway. Right. Um, the mermaid tale for this episode was made by Sirenala. Sirenalia? Okay. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Okay. Um, it says uh, Carrie Genzel, who plays Linda Berman, so the mom, also played Linda Bloom in season one, Bugs. They didn't even give her a different name. I know. They spelled it differently. It's Linda with a Y instead of oh, with an I in this that's weird. One. But, like, that's, okay, that's interesting. I love that she got this kind of, like, iconic scene of, like, rubbing the sparkle blood on her face. Yeah. Because in Bug, she's the one who, like, died in the shower from, like, the horrible, you know, fake-looking spiders. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's her. I'll never, never forget. <laughs> so I like that she's got those like really you know yeah. memorable moments. Anyways, I yeah. think that's fun. Hi Carter, you looking at me? Hi cutie <laughs> pie. Hi. Um, this is the title of this episode comes from the 1971 song of the same name by the Temptations, uh, which is uh, just my imagination. Yep. Uh, I had to scroll up because they didn't tell you right there. I was like, what is the name of the song? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it says, uh, Dean calls Sully Mork from Ork, referencing Robin Williams' iconic breakout character from the TV series Mork and Mindy from 1978. Um, much like Sully, Mork wore colorful and eccentric clothes, including rainbow-colored braces slash suspenders. I know, like braces. I've never heard them called braces. I think they're called braces in, like, the UK. Okay. I might be be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I've only heard suspenders, but, I mean, also, I don't think I've ever talked about suspenders with anybody from the UK, so I've watched a lot of British shows when there's been a lot of suspenders. Yeah. I think that's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um... This was aired the day after Nate Torrance, who plays Sully's uh, 38th birthday. Oh, wow. Wow. He looks not that old. No. Mm-mm. Nice. Um, it says, the title of this episode is also a song from the band The Cranberries. Oh. I've never heard of The Cranberries before. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have. They do, um, you know, the zombie song and The linger. zombie song? You know, the... <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't make me sing it. I'll play it for you later. Okay. Normally I would. It's just a little too early in the day. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sing it for you later. Okay. It's, you'll, you know it. Okay. You know it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, 
Nate Torrance, who also plays so- or who plays Sully, also plays an imaginary friend in the TV show Gordimer Gibbon's Life on Normal Street as Iggy. I have no idea what you just said. I have no idea either. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> it says, another example of Supernatural using the same actors in subsequent seasons. Um, Anya, I'm guessing, Sevich? Sev- I don't know how to say that. Um, Sevchik, maybe? Uh, who plays Reese in this episode, was in season five's Fallen Idols as Paris Hilton, as a Paris Hilton fan. Or okay. as the Paris Hilton fan, maybe. I don't remember her in that, but okay. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Um, it says, Weems plays Eddie Van Halen's eruption on air guitar when he shows the guys his powers. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, so our research from this time, or from this time, from this one, <laughs> I mean, whatever it works, yeah. <laughs> is from Ranker, because again, can't stop, won't stop. No, we're never going to stop. <laughs> we're never going to okay. stop. Um, you know what? Also, like, sometimes when I'm just, like, doing my own research, that sounds really weird. But sometimes you come across some fucking thing and you want to look into it, right? Yeah. Just like in real life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Anytime I come across a Ranker article, I'm like, yes, this is how I'm going to educate myself. This is the one. <laughs> this is what we're going on. Yes. Of. Even if it's maybe not the most credible, it's what we're going to use. No, because no, yeah. I like Because it's entertaining. Yeah. It's and Ranker. I feel like they're not lying to me. You know, I mean, and who knows? Yeah, but, like, it's just, you know. it's, it's a good time. So, yeah, yeah I, I rank her almost daily now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so this ranker one is, uh, 20 grown-ups describe imaginary friends that may not have been imaginary. Ruh-roh. Um, so it says, imaginary friends are, for many people, a childhood rite of passage, giving them their first true friends and confidants. Uh, but be careful who you make friends with, for some creepy imaginary friends come back to you as an adult. Um, if they were even friends in the first place. Uh, the most people write off imaginary friends as simple products of overactive imaginations. The way some adults describe... Um, he's, he's talking. He's I like, literally thought that was Hunter in his sleep behind me. <laughs> I cannot tell lately like what direction sound is coming from. Oh, no. Just like the ambient, like kind of quiet sounds. Yeah. Like that is a new thing, like in the last couple of weeks. And like Carter is making noise. Hunter is right behind me. He's like on my butt snoring. Yeah. And like Steve was just like, he just like popped up here and was yeah. like, hi, touch me. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know who's making that sound. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought all of that baby noise was coming out of Hunter's oh, yeah. mouth well, or butt or something. <laughs> Definitely Carter. <laughs> okay, well, hi, Carter. Hi. Um, uh, Sorry. Oh, um, the most people write off imaginary friends as simple products of overactive imaginations. The way some adults describe their past imaginary friends just uh, suggests something else may have been afoot. He's just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> um, Imaginary friends, like many things for children, aren't always as benign as you may assume they'd be. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Whether their imaginary friend was a departed spirit or a malevolent entity from the unknown, listening to adults describe their imaginary friends is always entertaining and a little unnerving. Yes. <laughs> These true Reddit stories go into detail about the creepy imaginary friends people had as kids. Um, if you can relate, you may want to think back on how imaginary your friends really were. <laughs> Are you talking? Are you going to read? Are you going to read it? He just wants to be on the podcast. He wants his own segment. I know. We'll have to figure yeah. out. We'll have to figure out. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> What's that? 
No, it was Hunter because oh, Hunter. it sounded like it came from my butt. Okay. <laughs> Hunter sneezed and Steve took off running. <laughs> he was like, fuck. <laughs> Get out of here. Yes, yes, we were all scared. <laughs> okay. Um, so this one is insisted Karen be treated like a real person. Okay. Um, I, this says, I was an imaginative, imaginative kid and had several imaginary friends, but my first one was different for, than the rest. Um, when I was two or three, I had an imaginary friend named Karen. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let me see if I can bop him a little Here. bit. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'll give it a go. It's fine. He just wants to move. Um, uh, imaginary friend named Karen. Okay. My whole family knew about her, and I would insist she be treated like a real person, unlike my later fantasy folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, what? Fantasy folks. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, my mom would hear me carrying on whole conversations with her alone and was always a little curious where I'd come up with the whole thing. It seemed more complex than toddler pretend. <laughs> like, I genuinely thought she was a person and that people were being inconsiderate to her by not acknowledging her. Okay. Sometimes, to humor me, my parents would, uh, out of the blue be like, well, hello, Karen, and I'd glare replying, she's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I know, Duh. <laughs> we ended up moving, and once we did, Karen wasn't mentioned anymore. Since I was young, I don't remember too much, just a warm feeling like an old friend. My mom asked me about it when I got older, and I told her I would I could confidently remember making up my other later imaginary friends, Howard the Duck and his girlfriend Chuck. <laughs> That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. I am not that freaks me right out, but okay. <laughs> but not Karen. <laughs> she told me she always wondered if I was seeing something she wasn't, but no harm ever came of it, so she didn't worry. Well, I'm in my 30s now, and I was reading an article about a case that changed how soon you could report a missing person. As I read it, I realized it was sort of near where I used to live, and the girl was named Karen. I didn't think much of it, and it was a city. Crime happened. Um, As I read further, I learned that Karen's murderer had buried her body in the town that I had lived. At that point, not expecting much but rather curious, I texted my mom for the address of her old house. As it turns out, Karen was murdered, then buried, about a mile and a half from our old home. Ew. Now, I'm not saying that I'm 100% sure this Karen was not my Karen, and that the whole thing had happened a little over a decade before my parents had even... Wait. Now, I'm not saying that I'm 100% sure this Karen was my Karen, and the whole thing had happened a little over a decade before my parents had even bought the house. My mom had never even heard of the case, and it would have been long out of the headlines. I still haven't found a picture of the girl and sometimes wonder if I recognize her even though she died before I was even born. Regardless, the only th- uh, the whole thing was a sad story and that young lady didn't deserve such an awful end. If she was my Karen, it's even sadder her spirit lingered and only had a toddler for a friend. Oh, that is sad. Yeah. Okay, she needs to find a fucking picture though. I know. <laughs> that needs to happen. For real. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, this one says, Sarah may not have been so imaginary after all. Um, it says, not imaginary per se. I used to break into houses as a little kid. I lived in a really... (laughs) I like this one already. This is what we're starting off with. Yes, perfect. I lived in a really run-down part of town with a huge amount of foreclosed and empty houses. So I'd pry off the window screens, and if the windows were unlocked, I would crawl inside them. I was maybe like five or six. Oh my god, I love this person. (laughs) Well, in one abandoned house, there was always this young Hispanic girl hanging out in the upstairs bathroom. I would go up there, and she would talk to me, and we'd play tag and hide and go seek and truth or dare. 
I'd always invite her home for dinner, but she said she couldn't leave because she had to wait for her mom to come home. If you can. Not just burping. No, just burping. <laughs> a, very, a very liquidy burp. It's okay. It's he okay. does have some watery sounding burps, that's yeah. for sure. It's okay. Um, I got it covered. I brought not all clothes. the time, but every once in a while you're like, are you going to throw up? I, know, <laughs> I, I brought extra clothes. I'm prepared. All good. Puke away. Um, uh, okay, so it says, I guess it made sense to me at the time, but when I think back, there was nothing in that house. Not even silverware in the kitchen drawers. The carpets were all mildewed, and it was seriously empty. I don't think she could have really been there. Her name was Sarah. I don't think she ever told me her last name. She always wore these cut-off tank top shirts. I can't really remember what of, but I'm fairly certain they were graphic tees. And always these pastel, <laughs> pastel orange spandex shorts. She had a bobbed haircut where the hair was shorter in the back than the front. She was missing a couple of teeth in the front of her mouth. She was a little chubby, especially in the stomach. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> like, hmm. Okay. Um, this one says Tom followed him everywhere. It says, as soon as I could start speaking, I had an imaginary friend. I called him Tom. I would set places at the table for him, talk to him during long bus rides, ask his opinion about things, and basically treat him like an invisible brother, even though I had three other siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of this. My mom grew concerned that I wasn't developing socially, so she took me to a child psychiatrist. This I remember. <laughs> they asked me about Tom and why I saw him, and if I saw anyone else in the same manner, and asked me to sort out some stuff with puzzles. I stopped talking to Tom after that. Aww. Fast forward ten years. After her divorce, my mom gets really into spirituality. I thought it was a load of bollocks until she played the recording of a particular psychic reading session with me. The psychic was new and really interested in me for some reason. She said she saw a young, dark-haired man watching over me. She asked if the name Tim meant, any, or meant anything. She asked if I was a Gemini. She asked if I had a large birthmark on my side. All this is correct. The psychic in, inferred that Tom slash Tim and I were twins in, the, in a past life. The birthmark I carry is apparently how he died to come watch over me in this life. That's a weird sentence, but okay. Um, as a child, I could see him and interact with him, but lost that gift as I was conditioned to not see him. I'm skeptical of such claims, but hearing the psychic pinpoint such information made the hair rise on the back of my head. Yeah. So I guess if you're there watching over me, thanks, twin bro. <laughs> Man, that is creepy. Um, this one is Charlie was a little man who went everywhere. I had one when I was like four. He was Charlie. My parents always asked what he looked like, and I always said, a little man. He went I dated a little man named Charlie once. <laughs> that guy's a shithead. <laughs> Alright, sorry, continue. <laughs> so this Charlie went everywhere with me, single child at the time. Um, it was to the point that I would cry if my mom sat on Charlie while we were eating lunch. <laughs> Maybe Charlie liked it. You don't know, know, right? You never know. It could have been a good time for Charlie. I know. <laughs> when we moved away, Charlie didn't come with us. My mom asked where he was, and I told her that he was going to be a mannequin at Sears. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> oh, no. What? I am not going to look at mannequins the same. <laughs> I know. I was already afraid of them. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it says, years later, we found out that a little person had committed suicide in our house before we moved in. Oh, okay. <laughs> this one is bra and underpants girl. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> choice for an imaginary friend. I know. It says, when I was between three and six, I had three imaginary friends, two who were the usual little kid stuff. They were invisible and friendly, and I only heard them in my head. 
The third friend, she was not invisible. I could see her. I called her bra and underpants girl because that's all she had on. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay. I can still see her in my mind, clear as day. She looked almost black and white, like lacy black underwear contrast with pale skin and what I always thought was dirt around her frazzled blonde hair. Mm-hmm. I can't even wrap my head around how I had even been able to come up with a friend like that at three. <laughs> um, while my other two friends were nice, she wasn't. She wasn't ah! me. She wasn't mean, just really sad, constantly. If asked where she lived, she'd say, those woods, and points to a forest behind my house. That is messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd tell her she could stay in my house, but she just says, I can't. She wasn't a big deal when I stopped, or it wasn't a big deal when I stopped seeing her either. (laughs) Do you think it was something more? Hmm. I, uh, hmm. Yeah, her her imaginary friend's outfit means... I have some questions. Something sketchy happened and she died. Yeah. Probably. That's interesting. Okay. That's what I would go with anyway. That's the theory I'm going with. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, because if you're buried out in the woods, like... Right. Yeah. Right. Um, this one is skeleton dog scared off everyone. Um, it says, when I was a kid, young, maybe five to eight years old, I had an imaginary friend that was a skeleton dog. It would race everywhere and always be beside me when I reached my destination. The animals in the woods around me were afraid of it, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the whole story. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I would be afraid of a skeleton dog, too. Yeah, you know, it's not right, you know. <laughs> um, this one says she lived there before. It says, I had loads of imaginary friends when I was a kid, um, most of which were just personifications of my dolls and my favorite characters from books and TV. But I remember one with a completely unique personality um, from when I was about nine and living in Virginia. She was called Christine or something similar, and as much as I remember, she lived in the house before we moved in, had long pigtails, and was close to my age. I didn't think much of it until uh, really recently when my parents and I were talking about when we used to live in that house. My mom told me she used to hear footsteps and a child's voice coming from the upstairs while I was at school. And my dad told me he once found an old photo of a little girl at the bottom of one of the closets while he was cleaning it. All of that is a big fucking nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, he couldn't tell me if the girl had pigtails. <laughs> okay. I mean, but like, hey, when she was alive, she probably had more than one hairstyle. So there's I that. I mean, there's that. Yeah. Um, this one says he was a black ball of energy. Um, when my sister and I were young, we both had imaginary friends, but we could both sense hers. It was like a black ball of energy. My sister claimed her imaginary friend told her it's, or told her it's, slash her name. We played with her outside, and my sister talked our mom into setting a place for her at the table a few times. Eventually, our parents were uncomfortable with how convinced we both were... (laughs) of this imaginary friend and forbade all mention of her. Some years later, we learned that there had been a small group of Native Americans living in, er, living, wait, what? Some years later, we learned there had been a small group of Native Americans living in, I'm guessing, there's something in there. Uh, Just a for a sec. Yeah. He's, he's unhappy. I gotta figure out the sentence anyway. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we are back. (laughs) I figured out the sentence. So it says, Some years later, we learned that there had been a small group of Native Americans living in that area. It said that R, and that confused me. Mm -hmm. They forgot the A. Um, Mm -hmm. Who had been wiped out about 100 years before. The name of the group was that which my sister's imaginary friend said was hers so long ago. Oh, wow. Um, This one says, A bunch of creepy imaginary pals. 
Um, it says, when I was a kid, I had several imaginary friends. My first one was an exact copy of myself who would follow me around. My Ew. second, quote-unquote, friend was actually a race of thumb-sized mutant children with rainbow-colored hair and superpowers. <laughs> if you had to choose between one of those options, which I'd would I'd go with be? the trolls. I wouldn't want myself to be followed by myself. I don't want little thumb people running around. Yeah, but, well, like... That sounds really upsetting. But I can't here's go the thing, is they're teeny, and, like, probably a little easier to, like, deal with than somebody your size, so there's that. Also, you have to, like, check your socks for one each time you put <laughs> one on and shit. Like, that just sounds more difficult. Yeah, that's fair. More time-consuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says, they had to leave their home planet because yeah. at age 10, if they were weak, they were murdered. So they went to Earth, and I started to raise them in secret. Oh, my God. <laughs> the two main ones that started this whole elaborate story now teach at a camp made for the survivors, and there is a constant war feuding now. I like this one. This is my favorite one. <laughs> uh, well, I want to hear more about the, like, doppelganger, though. No, that's all it wrote. That's the end of that story. Interesting. No, I, I would not want an imaginary friend that was that looked like me. That's too creepy. No. I'm guessing that was like a, you know, was supposed to be a twin but wasn't sort of situation. Or, yeah. I don't know. or like, you're going to like, you know, kill me and take over my life type situation. Yeah, you know? who knows. You know how that kind of thing happens all the time. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next one is Becky said she hated her. It says, I have an imaginary friend, or I had an imaginary friend when I was five or six. Her name was Becky Reader and she was maybe eight or nine, had curly brown hair and was slightly pudgy. I had her as a friend for about three years. She and I would hang out in the downstairs of my house in color, play with dolls, and sometimes play outside. She would never come upstairs, though, and I never found out why. She would just go away when I went upstairs. One night, she invited me to a party, and I was excited because she said I could meet her family. She had a mom and dad, grandparents, an older sister, and an aunt. She told me that the party was by the water, like a ten-minute drive from my house, and that it would be fun. I told her I couldn't leave, and she said that we could sneak out. I started out the door when my mom heard me and came to investigate. She asked what I was doing, and I told her I was going with Becky to a party to meet her family. My mom told me I couldn't go, and I threw a fit because I really wanted to go. My mom picked me up and went to take me to bed, but I couldn't stop crying, so she brought me into her room to sleep in her bed. A while later, I calmed down and was just laying there watching the ceiling when I heard a noise by the bedroom door. Hold on. Let me just... <laughs> Good grief. Calm down. You're fine. Okay. He's like, I'm not! <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to pause this again. No Sorry, problem. folks. Okay, so, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, we try. Um, so, went into her room to sleep with her in the bed, you know, whatever. Okay, fine. It says, a while later, I calmed down and was just laying there watching the ceiling when I heard the noise by the bedroom door. Um, Becky was upstairs and she was, and she was standing there. I waved at her and whispered, I'm sorry. Becky said, I hate you and walked out of the room. Becky. I know. What a bitch. <laughs> such a Becky. Okay. I know. <laughs> no offense to the Beckys out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, I never saw her again after that. I've tried Googling deaths in that area or asking around, but nobody knows anything. So it was interesting. I talked to my mom about it when I was older, and she said she was very alarmed because I was so adamant to go to this party, even though it wasn't real. <laughs> that is creepy, man. She would have just walked right out the front door and gone to the lake. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, I... Let's go swimming. Yeah, yeah, that is super... That's like a supernatural episode. That is There's like absolutely a whole pool creepy. situation all over again. I know. It is. Um... 
Um, okay, so this next one is, they vanished when the dog arrived. Um, it says, I remember that I was always excited and would rush to get to bed, something a kid never does. <laughs> I would ask to go to bed early so I could see them. My bedroom was set in sort of a U-shape. My bed was in the middle and everything was set around facing me. I didn't have a TV in my room and only had the basics. I remember laying in bed and it being pitch black with only some light coming in from my curtains when two kids would come out. I don't know where from. They seemed to step out of the darkness and would sit on my bed and talk to me about my day, calling me a silly billy. My dog Sophie would often come rushing into my room to jump on the bed. I would calm her down, kissing and petting her, but upon looking up, the girls were always gone. I think my room was being decorated with new wallpaper, and I had stayed in my parents' bed for a few nights. They put me to bed with some warm milk, cookies, and a Disney film on their TV. Nice. <laughs> the two girls would come out from my room and sit on my parents' bed and watch the film with me. I remember grabbing some cookies and my glass of milk and offering it to them, and one of them looked really happy, shocked when the older girl shake er, and shocked when the older girl shaked her head, saying, "We can't." They both had white night dresses on, and their hair was in a bun. They never had any shoes on, and they would come in and see me almost every night up until I was seven. I honestly can't remember their names. This was over 20 years ago. They always seemed terrified when my dog would run into their rooms and vanish. Hmm. Uh, my mom later found out that 15 years before, two young girls got attacked by a neighbor's dog in our yard and died. Oh, that is creepy. Mm-hmm. Dang, I don't like that. Nope. Don't like that. <laughs> Um, this one is, his name was Tim, and he lived in the basement. <laughs> Why is it always the basement? I just went straight what? to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the guy, and it, they call me Tim. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, sorry, um, sorry, I was trying to, oh, to no, smile. Okay. Um, it says, at four, my parents divorced. My dad, with not many resources, moved into the attic of this comically pink house in the bad side of town. One day, he hung a tire swing in the or from a tree in the backyard. I had a lot of fun with that, and I remember this guy living in the basement of the house um, and uh, would hold conversations with me out of the basement window while I played. His name was Tim. He had a yellow jacket and a bright pink helmet, and every time I saw saw him, which was every time I went outside. Uh, Once in a while, he would ask me to climb in the window, but I always said, I don't think so, Tim, because I thought it was funny that he'd get, he'd act really angry and mad. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to piss him off. I know, just like, hey. Yeah. (laughs) I asked my dad recently about Tim, and he said that nobody lived in the basement, and it was used for storage. I don't know if Tim was real or not, but I'm glad I didn't go into the basement. (laughs) Yeah. Ew. (laughs) This one says they followed her around the yard. Um, When I was about five, I had a pair of quote-unquote imaginary friends, a brother and a sister, both about seven, who only I could see. I lived on a bend in a river half a mile down a dirt road in a wooded area. When I got older, I found out the land we lived on used to be a trading post back in the pioneer days. They only showed up when I went outside to play, and I remember they wouldn't play on the swing set with me, just play with sticks and rocks in the dirt next to it while I swung. Then when I got off the swing set, they would follow me around our yard, but they never traveled outside the yard. And they lived on a 160-acre farm. So, okay. like, the yard was not, you know, yeah. the same size. The yard wasn't the whole property. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's it. Story. Okay. That's the whole story. <laughs> All right. um, this one is an imaginary evil twin named June. It says, I had an imaginary evil twin named June who lived in my attic. Whenever I did anything wrong, I blamed her, so my parents would make 
her write apology letters. I'm right-handed, so I used my left hand to write them, thinking this would fool them. 20 years later, I'm playing poker, and a dude at the table called me June. I honestly did a double take until I realized he just had forgotten my actual name. End of that story. That would still creep me out of it. Yeah, like, um, what? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, what did that guy know? For real. <laughs> um, like, what June did he know? You know, fine. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, this one is, how did he come up with these backstories? This, it says, I didn't have any siblings, so I was often alone at home, especially before I started going to school. I had imaginary friends, though. Dozens of them. Most of them were pigs from the planet Zion. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Also, what? It says, my parents are atheists. They have no idea where I came up with this. Off the top of my head, I remember Good Piggy, Naughty Piggy, and Peter. (laughs) But Peter wasn't around much because he always had to go to church. (laughs) Again, no idea where these ideas came from. Not my parents. There was also a pink bird named Sweetie. (laughs) That seems better. It says, I knew they weren't actually real, but at the same time, I couldn't control them. Uh, they did whatever they wanted, especially Naughty Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, like, did he name them, or I did don't they know. were that probably? I mean, I guess if they're his sounds like it. friends, then, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it says once I started going to school and making real friends, oh. they slowly stopped coming by. I assume they all went back to live on Zion. <laughs> wow, that is that's a good one. I like that. Um, this one says, Jessica the pirate got her into trouble. Oh, no. Not <laughs> Jessica the pirate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it says, I had a few that I truly believed in. Apparently, I used to talk to them, invite them places, etc. My best imaginary friend was Jessica the pirate. She would get me in trouble all the time. <laughs> I don't remember most of the things she did because I was quite young, but I vividly remember one trip to Florida. She pushed me into the nasty, stagnant water at the mini golf place, and I got in trouble for it. I wish I was joking. <laughs> oh, never trust a pirate. <laughs> never trust a pirate. <laughs> He's like, ha ha ha, pirate. <laughs> never trust a pirate. Yeah. Um, this one says, ghosts that lived in his bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I think about bathroom ghosts, too. <laughs> It says, I wouldn't say I had one specific imaginary friend, but rather just spoke to many different characters about stuff. I remember three ghosts that lived in my bathroom that I'd talked to. Not loud enough, not out loud, though. And I think there was a little dog-like character I'd imagine from time to time, though I don't remember him well. Huh, okay. This one is the little blonde girl. It says, we stayed with my grandparents when I was three for a few months while my family was in between houses. I had an imaginary friend, a little blonde girl. Years later, though, I wondered about her. I first saw her when she was skipping down my grandmother's hallway. I was trying to nap on my grandmother's bed. She stopped outside the bedroom door. The little girl stopped skipping and said, oh, you can see me. Ew. Yeah. Nope. I don't like that. No, thank you. That gives me the ick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This one is the old lady. It says, when I was just a toddler between the age of one and two, my mom said I would sit in my crib and talk to someone. I vaguely remember an old lady who would tell me mommy would be coming soon to help me. Mom said out of the corner of her eye she would see the old lady from time to time and lights would shut off on their own sometimes. I think the house was haunted and I was talking to a ghost. (laughs) Yes, you were. Yeah. And it was. Uh, 
The last one says, even made food for Splashy. Splashy? Splashy. (laughs) You said that and all I can think about for some reason, that made me be like, well, that's what I would call something in the toilet. I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I'm going to name you Splashy. We're going to be friends. I mean. Okay, sorry. It is what it is. Uh (laughs) This one says, his name was Splashy. Splashy. In kindergarten, I told a girl she could most definitely not swing on the swing next to me because Splashy was swinging there, and she could gall dang walk away her turn. Wow. Needless to say, the teacher had a had a talk with me about that. No. <laughs> I also used to make Splashy, quote-unquote, soup, which consisted of everything I could get my hands on thrown into the food processor slash blender and baked in the oven to a crisp puke-like consistency. <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> oh my god. You said soup, and I was immediately like, splashy made toilet soup. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. I mean... <laughs> what's not wrong? What's happening? It's not wrong. wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. what was your idiot or ass butt moment from this week? Okay, I'm gonna give you the baby. Okay. First of all. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. He's very smiley. Hi, smiles. Hi, buddy. Okay. Um. So this is this is a short one. Uh, this was uh, like a month ago, but um, I I don't know how this happened to me, but for the last few years, I, you know, at least once a day, need a cough drop. I'm sure this is some sort of like menthol addiction. I don't know what's going on, but my throat will just get so dry and just like instantly like coughing fit. Yeah. And to, and like having a sip of whatever liquid. Don't do shit. I need like a fucking cough drop in my mouth to calm it down. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, okay. It's not great. I'm sure it's a problem. I'm afraid to Google it. I will one day. Okay, okay. So I mean, it's only one cough drop a day. I mean, it's, it's not like one to five. Well, yeah. <laughs> I try to keep it on the one to two side. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, okay. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> so um, this was. I get very excited about us talking about it later. I know. <laughs> so I was going through the Starbucks drive-through. It's morning. I you know get to the what do you call? It? I I go to order. For the, the screen thing. Yeah. Where you, yeah, where you do that. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, this is what I want. They're like, all right, see you up here. There's one car in front of me. So I'm behind this car, waiting to get to the window to get my coffee. And it hits Rochelle instantly. I am hacking. Oh, no. I'm hacking. And the car in front of me drives away. So yeah. now it's my turn. Yeah. I'm like, Wah! And I'm like, oh, no, this is awful. Like, I'm like fumbling for my cough drop in my purse. <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm, like, trying to, like, slow roll up, but she's waiting for, like, she's hanging out of the window now, like, what happened to you, you like, know? what are you doing? So I pull up, and I'm, like, coughing. My eyes are, I start sneezing. Yeah, because that's just, like, you cough so hard that everything runs Everything is doing the things now, and I'm, like, I'm so sorry, like, I swear I'm not sick. I just, I, I think I said, like, I, I inhaled my saliva weird, because sometimes that happens, Yeah, you know? yeah. And I was like, I swear, uh, and I'm, but then of course I'm putting a cough drop in my mouth to calm yeah. it down. So yes, that looks like I'm fucking sick, right? Yeah. <laughs> and this lady, she was a, she was a pretty old lady, um, and she just looked at me like I was the most disgusting, filthy thing ever. And I'm like waving my card at her, like I have, I have to use this card, and she like hands me the thing you stick your card in, but, like, she has to give it to you, and yeah. I have to hold it, and she just looked like, ew, I don't want to touch this now. Yeah. It was fine, but I just felt so stupid, and she did not believe me. I probably wouldn't have believed me either, but damn. Still, though, like, 
What do you want me to do? I'm not... I like, okay, go wash your hands then and sanitize the machine if you're that worried about it. Like, yeah. I mean, hey, mostly... maybe don't stick your fingers in your mouth after touching it because, <laughs> hey, who knows who, like, wiped their butt and didn't wash after, I you know. know? Like, that's and, I mean, it's not like... It's not like it's weird. You know, they no. deal with food and drink and you don't want that in your place. So I get that. Mostly it was just annoyance at me for, you know, doing that in that very awkward moment. Still, though, so, didn't have to be shitty about it. Yeah. So that was upsetting. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry for your eardrums, folks. <laughs> so, anyways, what was your generosity moment? Uh, so, I've done this now since I wrote this down twice. Um, I go to turn on the hose for the horse tank water and leave it running all night long. Oh, no. And flood the pasture. Oh, At least no. the first time it happened, or no, maybe I've done it three times. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> the first time it happened, it was when it was really hot outside, so at least it helped the grass grow in that particular yeah. patch, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, this is like, you know, the horses had a little, like, water feature out there, and I definitely did it more than once, and I just feel like an idiot because it's like really like just turn off the hose like <sighs> and the thing is is when you're out there and the hose like the tank overfills you hear it like splashing and like it sounds like a waterfall and so okay. like the fact that I like didn't hear it or maybe it just like hadn't gotten to that point yet or something like that yeah if, you know whatever and so it's just like ugh, great I'm sorry I bet the horses liked it though you I mean it doesn't they, they don't, don't they don't play in water you know so. I guess yeah. I mean, if it was, like, Maisie or something, she'd probably be all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, but, it, I mean, I guess they did get a little bit of green, like, tidbits of grass out of it. So, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Still. It's like, dang it. Ugh. So. I'm sorry. Anyway. But. I wonder, like, does that, like, really, like, up the water bill situation? Well, I mean, we own the well. So oh, it's not, okay. Like, there you go. We have, right. I mean, we have to pay for the energy for it. And the thing okay. is, if it's old. So, if you, like run the um the the thing all the time it's like you're just having the pump constantly working yeah so eh, not the best idea but yeah it's not like we're the only ones that use it though because there's like nine houses or something like that that there's holy cow that was loud it was right there um that uh we supply with water so somebody's got to have it going pretty much all the time anyway but still that's true not usually through the night yeah oh so Anyways, I just felt kind of stupid. You need for to doing have that. one of those like smart like Alexa, turn off the hose. Or just like <laughs> thing. what I need to do is get one of those automatic refill things where it, oh, like yeah. you put it in there and like it's like a toilet bowl, right? Where like it like stops putting water in at a certain point because the little thing like lifts up or whatever. It's got like a float thing. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So okay, that's what I should do, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> So there's yeah, that. Feel like hey Travis, I know what you're gonna be for Christmas. I know, right? Yeah. No, I told them that because um, both of us hate scooping the litter box and like mm-hmm. I mean even now we've got the thing that has like the little lever that you flip it or whatever. Yeah. But I told them that with my tax return this year, if I get a decent one, that I'm gonna buy an automatic litter box because oh, yeah, because those are fuck awesome. that for real. Yeah. They're like six hundred dollars. I know, but. Worth, worth it, it. <laughs> yeah, worth it, worth it. Yeah, like, and Steve so totally deserves a, a luxury box. I know, like he doesn't need to be, you know. And I feel like it's just cleaner that way too, because then that way he's not like stepping on, you know, yucky litter or whatever to like, yeah, go to the bathroom or whatever, ah, you know. Because totally. like, there's always you can never keep it clean a hundred percent of the time, you know. Yeah. So, 
it is what it is, but yeah, that's my story. <laughs> I flooded our pasture like three times. <laughs> it's fine. I'm like, what's the bright side there? Hmm. Uh, green grass. That's yeah, it. yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. At least it doesn't like cost us a whole arm and a leg, but exactly. Still, yeah. Like if if the pump goes out, then it's really gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgits and aspets, po- podcast. <laughs> I know how to say those words together. It's I don't know why I can't do it. Um, at gmail.com, the word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under idgits and aspets, a supernatural podcast. Please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and email us your idgit and aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. You say bye bye. Bye, Carter. Bye. Bye, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Mr. Casbutt. Maybe. Nope, he's like, I'm all bounce. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bounce. <laughs>